Welcome to Speakernomics, the official podcast of the National Speakers Association. I'm your host, Robert Kennedy III, RK3. That's me. Speakernomics is the show where we flow and go and help you to know how to grow a thriving speaking business. Why? So you can change the world. Of course. Now join me for the journey, will you? Today, we're talking about... Oh, yeah. Bam. Oh, guess what? Get it. Guess what? Okay, we're having a little bit of fun here on the show today. Come on. You know you want to dance today. We're talking about dancing to an unexpected rhythm, finding your own unicorn beat, and a $4 million video that changed the life of a speaker. What story is that? Bet you can't wait to hear it. Guess what? Me too. Let's say what's up to our guest, Clint Pulver. What's going on, man? Dude, it's so good to see you. That was the most epic intro I have ever heard on any podcast show ever. <laughs> that was unreal. Love it, love it, love it. Well, listen, let's get right to the beat. What banging piece of advice did you bring with you today for speakers who are looking to take a piece of themselves and turn it into revenue, my friend? All of us as speakers, we have a key signature story, something that we're known for, something that is uniquely ours. The thing I want to talk about is how can you videofy that story and create additional revenue for your business. Woo, I love it. My goodness, man. Well, before we drop it on the one with Clint, let's hop on over to the Speakernomics voicemail box. <laughs> Our voicemails today are from Mark Pittman, Michelle Villalobos, and Rochelle Rice. I love Denise's question about what technology we're going to be learning. ChatGPT, of course, is something that I'm learning and learning to use it more conversationally. But I've also committed um, two hours of professional development a week to learn a system I'm using. I love that she mentioned phones, um, speaker flow, the tools that I'm using on a regular basis. There are things that I can be doing to, that will increase my effectiveness with them that um, I'm, I, is worth my putting time aside in my busy schedule to learn them. So thanks for the reminder, Denise. I'm committing to that. Hey, this is Michelle Villalobos. And probably like every other speaker out there, the technology that I'm committed to mastering in the near future is AI tools, both things like ChatGPT, which I've already been playing with a lot, and also AI for images. So a big part of my work and what I love to do is play with um, brand images, portraiture, and also images in my slideshows. It's um, something I'm fascinated with, something I love doing. And so that is a technology that I'm interested in mastering. If we broaden the use of the word technology to uh, different modalities for transformation and growth, then I would say that the technology that I'm used, interested in mastering is breath, breath work, um, and how we can use our breath to elevate and expand and just be all around better at what we do. So that is an area that I'm looking to get certified in and play with. Hope that helps. Have a great day. Bye. Good morning, Robert. The technology that I'm looking to, I'm committed to learning this year would be Writer, R-Y-T-R. It's an artificial intelligence, creative content writing tool, as I understand it, that is good for short form, not for the long form. So I'm looking forward to 
trying some artificial technology and not be so concerned and worried about it. Thank you. Bye-bye. All right. Phenomenal. Amazing responses. I just love, love, love the opinions that you speakers. Yes, you have opinions that you bring to the show. So thank you so much for doing that. If you have any additional thoughts, you want to let your voice be heard. I want you to head on over to speakernomics.com forward slash voicemail. That's speakernomics.com forward slash voicemail. Leave your name, answer the question, and we'll get it on an upcoming show. Again, head on over to speakernomics.com forward slash voicemail. All right, let's get into it. My guest today, Clint Pulver, has got the E and EGOT. He's got an Emmy, (laughs) y'all. He's been the top 40 under 40 for Business Q Mag. He's been on, on America's Got Talent. He's a leading authority on workforce retention, and he calls himself what? The undercover millennial. Let's talk about that. Clint, what's going on with that undercover millennial stuff? Yeah, right. It's like, what does that even mean? <laughs> yeah, for, the last, for the last six and a half years, I've traveled the world as the undercover millennial. It's kind of like undercover boss without the makeup. Oh. Um, I'm a millennial by generation. So that's the, the year or the, the time in which I was born. And I was young enough to where I'd be able to go into organizations as someone who was looking for a job. Yeah. And so I'd walk into a, a tech company, I'd walk into a retail store, food and beverage outlet, and I'd walk up to the first person that I saw and I would just say, hey, I'm just curious, uh, what's it like to work here? Wow. And the employees that kind of always get quiet, they look around, feels like an illegal drug exchange. And then they <laughs> tell me everything. They tell me everything, the good, the bad. And uh, we've now done that for a long time. We have interviewed over 10,000 employees. Wow. And we created an amazing data bank of research and I wrote a, a book about it. It's called I Love It Here, How Great Leaders Create an Organization That People Never Want to Leave. And we help organizations across the world to create a place where people don't just survive at work, but they can thrive. So I've got to ask you, man, has anybody ever gotten mad at you once they found out what you did, like the bait and switch? They, did they get upset with you? Yeah, usually they, ne- they never find out, okay. which is which is the great thing, right? We, we try to keep it uh, super incognito and... I've done it enough now that now I'm just traveling to organizations and presenting on the research. But yeah, we had hidden cameras. We had, I mean, the whole, all the works. It was, wow. it's been a lot of fun. <laughs> wow. Wow. So let's, for those that didn't get it, this, the tongue in cheek intro alluded to who Clint is and, and, and what he does. There's a drum line in the middle of his history somewhere. Let's talk about that for a second. You've got, I, I've been on Broadway and I've seen the Blue Man Group. You have something called the Green Man Group. <laughs> Let's talk a little bit about that for a second. Yeah, so I, I was a kid that always in school, Robert, had a hard time sitting still. I still have a hard time sitting still. And everybody saw the issue. They saw this limitation, the annoyance of this kid that just could never stop tapping. Mm-hmm. I kept getting in trouble, except for one day I had a teacher and his name was Mr. Jensen. And he told me to stay after class. And I thought I was getting kicked out of school. And he said, listen, I watch what you do. You can write with your right hand and then you tap with your left hand. Yeah. And then all of a sudden in the middle of the assignment, you'll switch the pen and you'll start writing with your left hand and then you tap with your right hand. And he said, I just, I think you're ambidextrous. And I had no idea what that meant. Wow. And he said, can you tap your head and rub your belly? And I could do it. And he said, no, can you switch it? And back and forth, I could just do it with ease. I had this independence over my limbs. And he looked at me and he said, I, I don't think you're a problem. I just think you're a drummer. Wow. And he reached back in his desk and he pulled out my very first pair of drumsticks. Wow. And he put them in my hands and he said, listen, just keep them in your hands. Keep them as long as you can. And as much as you can keep them in your hands 
and let's see what happens. And man, that was 24 years ago. And my life literally changed in that moment. And for 24 years, I've had the opportunity to tour and record all over the world as a professional drummer. Wow. And all because of one person who created a moment that changed my life. That is phenomenal. That's so good. I, I really wish, as a former teacher, I wish we all had the insight to and the foresight to to really see what is inside of our students or people that are in our classrooms who are maybe operating in ways that are different than we're used to. And we can pour into them and, and change their lives and transform them like how that teacher did for you, man. That's phenomenal. I absolutely love that. How do you relate that story? What What is that like when you share that story with your clients? Yeah, so I'm a big fan of never be predictable on stage and strive to just... Mm-hmm create moments on stage, create an experience, not just a keynote. Yeah. So I tell that story third person from stage. The audience has no idea that I'm the kid in the story. Yeah. And all of a sudden we've got the drums on stage. They're covered with black sheets. We reveal the drums and I sit down and for seven minutes, we just rock the house in this high octane drum solo. And it gives people the opportunity to see what influence is, not just talk about it. It's one thing to talk about it. Another thing to actually experience and see how it affects people, how it can add significance to people's lives, how it can write a better story. Yeah. And then I relate that to my research because when employees were dissatisfied with their job, they always talked about a manager, but when they loved their job, they always talked about a mentor, Wow. a Mr. Jensen of sorts. And so how do we do that? How do we become the Mr. Jensen's? How do you become the people that when people are with you, they go, I like myself best because I'm with you. You're the person that connects me to something more. And so we teach leaders and organizations on how to do that better. And then in a matter of two minutes, we transform the whole room into a live drumline experience where they've got custom drumsticks, buckets on the tables, and they're learning by doing. And it's an engaging experience that is unlike anything else out there. Yeah. Well, speakers like you are not the norm because a lot of us who were told that we were good at communication and we could speak, we figure out how to be the best speaker and we figure out all of the different public speaking and presentation skills and all of that. But you've kind of taken this thing, this musical talent that you've got, and you've incorporated that into what you do. What advice would you have for people who may consider themselves and their gifts separate from their speaking career? What, what advice would you give to them about incorporating that or seek or how to find that? I would figure out how to bring it into that. I would sit down with friends and family members, people that are intimately involved with your life, whether they raised you as a child, they went to college with you, mm-hmm. they know your talents, your passions. And, and talk to them about specific stories where those talents were used or different moments when they knew that this was a part of your life or different experiences or funny experiences with those talents that created an epic story. I mean, that's all the Mr. Jensen experience is, is one, yeah. one situation that ended up turning into a talent that we've now created into a signature story that millions and millions of people now know and have been affected by that same experience. And so I think there's value in that. So speaking of millions and millions, you have this thing, this video that you've done that you were talking to me before at the show here. And you mentioned that that video has brought you about $4 million in revenue. Tell us about that video. What's it about and how did you turn that into all of that revenue? 
Yeah, so if you go on YouTube and you check out the video titled Be a Mr. Jensen, mm-hmm. what I basically did, Robert, is I recreated that story from my childhood. I casted actors, I storyboarded it, we wrote it out, and we made a beautiful piece that was shareable, it was consumable, and it was inspiring. Mm-hmm. And I put that video out on YouTube in 2016, and it blew up. It still, still to this day, is the number one revenue generator for keynote speeches in my business. Wow. About 75% of all inquiries come into our business because they saw that video. We saw your video, loved the video. And in the video, you'll notice that it's a reenactment of the story, but throughout the story, there's clips of me speaking. Mm-hmm. It's showing what I do on stage, showing the experience that we create for people. And then at the very end of the clip, it just says clintpulver.com. Wow. And people go, they click that. And when you land on the website, clintpulver.com, it screams professional speaker. It screams an experience. It screams a keynote opportunity that people go, oh my gosh, he's, he's a speaker. And it's single-handedly been the best thing we have ever done. Wow. Hands down. business. So a lot of people may look at this video and say, okay, Clint did this video and it just performed magic for his business. And they go and they create a video and, and it's crickets. Right? Is there some secret sauce or some magic or something that you included in your video? And then what did you do with it after to really create that virality or that visibility for the video so that it would affect your business? Hi, I'm Joseph with Leadership Books. If you are planning on attending Influence 2023 in Orlando this year, I would like to invite you to our official pre-conference author summit hosted on-site Friday, July 14th. If you are an aspiring or existing author that would like to take your platform to the next level, this is a must-attend event. You will walk away fully equipped to sell more books and gain more clients. Be sure to get your tickets today at GetPublishedSummit.com. Is there some secret sauce or some magic or something that you included in your video? And then what did you do with it after to really create that virality or that, that visibility for the video so that it would affect your business? Yeah, I think the important part was we wanted to create something that was quality. It didn't look cheaply done. It didn't look like it was just something that was just thrown together. It was very thought out. It was beautiful lighting, great actors. And and the actors were members of my family. Like, it's not like I went out to some acting agency. I storyboarded it myself. I knew the story worked. I had presented it several times before I even became a professional speaker to people. And so I, I think first off, great storytelling, good video quality, and then using the power of your backyard is what I call it. The power of having your friends, your family, your inner network share the video to get it a little bit of momentum. And that's literally all that it took, Robert. I have not sponsored the video. I have not paid for ads for the video. It was just a really good video that a lot of people connected with. And over time, it continued to get shared and shared. We did reach out to different YouTube stars or collaborators or influencers or channels that were more motivational type or would love this content. And then they shared it and it just continued to grow and grow and grow. It's been on radio shows. It's been on TV shows. And now we we license the video and it's how I won an Emmy. The video won an Emmy. Wow. And so it's, it's just a small little thing that literally 
transformed everything in my speaking career. Everything. Wow. So let's say that there's someone who is not a musician, right? And so you've got this career where you're a musician and then you speak about workforce retention Two seemingly unrelated <laughs> areas, right? Somebody, some, let's say that there's somebody that is just in the workforce retention area and they wanted to create a video of some sort. You just mentioned storyboarding, storytelling, quality. What would you recommend to them that they can utilize in order to create or to create visibility or attention for their content or their topic of expertise? Yeah, that's a great question. I think the opportunity for you as the speaker to be that figurehead of the story is key. We all as speakers, you have stories. We are storytellers, whether it's a piece of research or it's a story about another business or an individual in that business, or it's a personal story. How can you videofy that? So for example, we just created a 52 video masterclass series. Yeah, the Mr. Jensen's a very personal, intimate story to me, but we created 52 other videos about other Mr. Jensen's, other managers, other people that were inspiring that I wrote about in my book, and we videofied that. For example, Frank the Tire Store Manager was this incredible manager that I met undercover who had the highest retention rates in his tire stores, and everybody loved him. They all talked about Frank. Mm -hmm. And Frank took me back into his office, and he put this cork board on the wall, and on that cork board were attached pictures of all of his employees' dreams, the things that matter to them. It was a beautiful story. And he said, what matters to my people matters to me, and I make sure that they know that. Yeah. And so I videofied that story. And I, I casted someone to play Frank. We went and we hung out in a tire store for a day. I bought a cork board. I literally recreated the picture that I took from Frank's tire store that day when it all happened. And we just videofied it in a way that, again, it, create, it, it delivers a really cool message. It's inspiring. It's high quality. It's short yeah. and it's shareable. I love it. Just something like that. I think every single speaker could do. And it always leads back to you as the storyteller, you as the individual that had the experience or is sharing the story. And then at the end, how do they find more? Klimpulver.com, robertkennedy.com, like whatever that, that website is, drive them to that. And I think, man, if we did three or four of those, each uh, speaker, man, what a difference it would make. This is so good. I wish we had time to just keep diving and drilling down into that, man. But let's talk about something that you, you said just a few moments ago. You talked about licensing your content or licensing your videos. A lot of us don't think about that or maybe we're not sure or clear on what to license or even if companies will accept our content for licensing. What should speakers think about when we're considering that whole concept of licensing our content to corporations? Kind of a, a, an ideology or philosophy that I've always believed in as a speaker is how do you not just kill two birds with one stone, but how do we kind of take down the whole flock? Mm -hmm. Meaning that when a corporation comes and they book me to, to be a speaker, how can I offer as much value as possible? Not just the keynote, but the books, the custom drumsticks. Now the masterclass video series. We knew that the Mr. Jensen philosophy of videofying your story, it worked. It's a right. number one revenue generator in our business. So with my book, there was tons of other great stories, tons of other things that we could videofy. So we took all of those stories, videofied my book, and we created 52 micro video series. So each of the videos are no longer than five to six minutes long. Mm -hmm. And it's short, it's actionable, and it's prescriptive, but it's also engaging. And 
we now license that to organizations after they've booked me to speak. I talk to them about the masterclass video on the call. I just ask, what's the plan to keep the movement moving forward, to keep the momentum going forward after the keynote? Mm -hmm. Most clients go, ah, we don't really have much of a plan. And that's when we talk about the masterclass series. And there's 52 of them. The goal was every single week for a year, they would get a video from me. We give that collectively as a whole to the organization and they can do what they want with that. We also created a workbook that goes along with each video in the series. So we created curriculum and then also videofied those stories. And at the same time, we filmed short mini versions of that that we push out to all of our social media on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, and also even hashtags throughout the book are now added. And we created a drip marketing campaign in the book as well that after they read the story about Frank, the tire store manager, there's a QR code that says experience the story and then they can literally watch it. And then at the end it says experience the masterclass. So we've been able to multi-purpose all of these different videos, research content into multifaceted revenue generators in our business. And it's been, it's been an amazing and very successful thing that, that has worked for us. Fantastic. How do you approach licensing with a client that may not have much more budget than what they're paying for the keynote? Or have you ever run into something like that? What did you do? Yeah. So usually most clients, they have a specific budget that is for the keynote and for that specific event. Mm -hmm. Then they have a budget that is for professional development and training. Right. And so usually the people that are on the call talking about the keynote and the event are not necessarily the people that are over training. But as we talk about the masterclass with the event staff and the CEO or the people that have already booked me to speak, they then become the champions and take the masterclass to the training director, the HR director, people that are over the development side of the employees and the organization. And then that is a different budget that they are able to pull from to support the licensing agreement. And again, the hope of continuing the message forward. How do we consistently create change in an organization, not just a one and done keynote? Right. So for someone considering, for a speaker considering licensing, let's talk for a few moments about the legalities of that. Do you just hop over to LegalZoom and get some licensing agreements? What do you recommend for speakers? What do we need to consider as we're thinking about the legal side of licensing? So this is my opinion and based off of the book of Clint and what we've done and what has worked. And for me, I wanted to keep it as simple as possible. So we went and we found, I have an, an attorney that works with us and he wrote up the licensing agreement contract. Mm -hmm. And that is literally what we send the client. I license my video content for life to the client. It's not a one-year agreement, a two-year agreement. It's not per seat. It's a high ticket price that again is licensed for life. So we send that contract to them. They sign that, we get it back and we host it on a Vimeo business is the platform that we use. And after that, Robert, it's a click of a button. Nice. Literally a click of a button and we send them the footage and they have that to use it however they would like. Fantastic. Man, there's so much goodness in, in everything that you're saying. I hope those that are listening to this episode will pause, rewind, stop, 
take some notes because this, speaking of masterclasses, you've just given us a masterclass on masterclassing and licensing. So I appreciate that, man. So at the end of every episode, we ask for our guests to share a question that we can then have the audience respond to in our voicemail box. And you do that by going to speakernomics.com forward slash voicemail. So I'm going to ask you, Clint, what is your question for our audience today? I would ask everybody to consider how are you creating an experience on and off the stage and not just a keynote for your clients? Experiences are what win right now in this business, I believe. And so how are you doing that? Wow, I would love to hear the responses. I can't wait to hear the responses to this question. How are you creating an experience from the stage for your audience? We want to hear from you. Send us your thoughts and your responses by going to speakernomics.com forward slash voicemail. That's speakernomics.com forward slash voicemail. Clint, my friend, this has been the bomb. Do they still say that? I don't know. <laughs> He's like, nope, nope, nope. That's old. Okay. (laughs) All right. Well, listen, we got to get on out of here. Clint brought the beat and hit it hard. Now it's your turn. What experience will you create? What will you do to not just chuck information at your audience, but to create transformation for your audience? It's your turn. It's your time, my friend. The world needs you because somebody out there is waiting for your message and the problem that you solve with your voice. This has been another fantastic episode of Speakernomics, the podcast where you learn more about how to speak, get paid, repeat. See you next time. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.